0: Hey guys, this is your host KJ and I'm here to review Glitch Season 3. Season 3 aired September 25th, 2019 globally on Netflix. Here's a quick recap of Seasons 1 and 2. Set in the small town of Yorona, Victoria, Sergeant James Hayes is called to the cemetery in the middle of the night after seven people have risen from the dead with no memories of their identities and are in a perfect bill of health. During Seasons 1 and 2, we follow Sergeant James Hayes as he struggles to keep the Risen hidden from the rest of the world and find the truth about why they came back. This is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Seasons 1 and 2, I have an overall review of both seasons and I'll have a link to that down below. Let's just jump right into it. Here's what I liked about Season 3 the first thing i loved about season three of course is the musical theme it was written by composer cornell thomas wilzek or willcheck I, I know i'm butchering his name so sorry out there if you're listening um the theme i love so much i used it in my review of seasons one and two and i'm using it right now another thing i liked about season three was the fact that they tackled multiple social issues um, there's a couple of things I can remember. They, they tackled abuse, rape, immigration, alternative lifestyles or LGBTQ lifestyles, um, the Australian history of Chinese camps, religious cults, or just cults in general. And each of these issues was explored through characters within the series and the situations that they were placed in. I mean, this is a consistent thing that... Um, the story writers have done even in seasons one and two when they were addressing uh, Kirsty as a rape victim and her confronting uh, her aggressor or her rapist and the things that happened afterward that you don't think about or that would have happened in real life that you don't think about um, it was great to see And great to see the continuation of that in season three Um, one thing that I really did love was Chris's character arc Um, he went from being this wimpy whiny cop in seasons one and two to really step up to the plate when James was going through his issues and we'll talk about James's issues later but Chris really stepped to the plate and we see him in the end of the show as this changed man um we'll talk more about chris um later on in the review another thing i love this is this yin and yang dynamic that the show has um when life is brought into the universe something has to die um i really do like that dynamic because you know that's kind of how the world is right now you know children are born and old people die now let's get to the nitty-gritty the things that I didn't like about season 3 and like I said spoiler alert again if you haven't seen season 1 and 2 go watch that right now because I'm about to talk about plenty of spoilers one thing that I hated completely hated was the fact that they did this flip flop with pat patty Fitzgerald's character I mean in seasons 1 and 2 Patty came out as this kind of a hole character that nobody liked it was kind of like why has he attached himself to this aboriginal boy you know like will he go away to redeeming his character to giving him a relationship with his lineage and and giving them the things that they needed it was such a redemptive character arc only to be undone in this season with uh, one of their newer characters and showing a prequel of patty when he was younger being an a-hole again like i was fine with patty getting that redemptive arc and dying as this really cool dude That turned his life around that got a second chance and turned his life around and I wanted to keep that memory I didn't want it to be rehashed and his old character rehashed and recycled it just it kind of pissed me off and I was really not liking that another thing that I didn't like like how easy is it for people to die in this universe I mean James slipped and fell in the bathroom and he died well, actually, now that I think about it, James is the only character that had like the silliest death. Everyone else, like Phil died in ex- a rig explosion, Sarah died in childbirth, and Vic died in a car crash. James was the only one to slip and die in the bathroom. I hated that. Another thing I hated was the two new characters. Why did we need Chi and Bill? Like, like I said, like they did a good job of tackling social issues. I know they really wanted to tackle some of the history of the Chinese camps and touch a little bit on religious cults or cults in general, but maybe we didn't need to tackle those issues because I feel like Chi um, and Belle were just shoehorned in because somebody wanted them in there i mean if you take took both of those characters out of the series nothing would have changed everything would have gone business as usual um i found Belle's character um extremely annoying not dissing what she went through um in the story with the whole crazy cult family um she what he went through was pretty horrific as well but they kind of them in the show and sacrificed time from our main favorites to give them enough of a backstory so that we would care about them when it was time for them to die like I said not my favorite thing to look at in the show another thing that I didn't like was Owen Owen had a character flip-flop and really irked me so Owen, all Owen could have done was ask Kate for her blood. He needed her blood to help cure his dying sister of cancer. He thought Kate's blood would cure her some kind of way. So he kidnaps her with a friend from jail to abduct her and take her blood. And all of this could have been alleviated if he was honest with her. and you know in the beginning like he was before and just asked her for you know even if she said no at least he would have known and then he could have kidnapped her but no no i the kidnapping is never condoned but you know at least his character would have been consistent with what we've known from season one and two like the whole abduction thing was just bizarre to me and totally unnecessary and also the fact that we never found out in the end if the whole blood transfusion thing worked or not you know like as far as we know his sister could have still died and Owen could be just Owen's up in the air we don't know if he's alive or dead he just last time we saw him he was laying on the concrete bleeding out didn't like that All of these likes and dislikes lead me to questions. I have so many questions. So this section of the video um, is all about the things that were left unanswered with the whole wrap up of season three and they are as follows. First question, why did Owen risk messing up his relationship with Kate just for the whole blood transfusion thing I didn't get it didn't get it at all what's the connection between Alicia and Will no one knows the whole experiment started off with Alicia trying to resurrect Will and we don't get a prequel of what happened with that why she did it what their relationship was, if they were lovers, if they were just best friends, they cared about each other, that grew to love, we don't know, we just know that she did the experiment for him, and that's it. What the heck is Will's whistle? Like, we've seen it throughout seasons one and two, and it has some kind of magical property that when he blows it... The Risen stop in their tracks or they're like really reflective and not moving or it completely convinces them to walk into fire and kill themselves. What is that thing? Another question I have, why didn't Alicia's experiment work when Heisen did it? It's never explained what Heisen did wrong to bring forth two new characters. But not Alicia, you know? Like, how can it work for the two new characters and not Alicia? I think we kind of lost the science in there somewhere. Or maybe it was a little too complicated to explain, so they didn't. Um, Either way, I kind of want that question answered. Why did we need Chi and Bill? I talked about this before. I didn't feel that they were needed, but I don't know why. Why? could someone answer that for me now that they've done the experiment how far is this freaking boundary like we got people going to Melbourne like can could the risen possibly go to America if they wanted to like I mean I'm assuming that's why Kirsty wasn't able to go to Sweden because maybe in the middle of the flight she would have started getting sick and maybe died but No one will ever know because the boundary line is never addressed. It's addressed in seasons one and two that kept them tied down to the small town. But now that the experiment has been redone, we just have this infinite boundary that no one cares about anymore. Not buying it. In the series, um, Kirstie's character ended up being uh, raped by Chris's older brother. And it was talked about in seasons one and two that it had happened to her friend as well so my question is is Kirsty's friend's son also pete's because Kirsty's baby is kind of leaning 90% on being pete's and not kevin's so did pete have a kid that he never knew about that was never addressed Kind of curious about that one. Um, What the heck is that security guy's deal? Like, he looked like a nut job, and it was never explained if he had some kind of mental illness, or if, I don't know, like, that video that he was watching in the truck, you know, like, is, is he from a different experiment in this whole glitch universe, like, I mean, he ended up being a stand-up guy at the end, kind of sane-ish, but, you know, when he was doing his deeds, you know, capturing the Risen to bring back to Norgard, I was just like, can someone please tell me what's wrong with him? <laughs> um, also, another question, Alicia's work was never destroyed, so does that mean that the Norgard still has access to that, all that work that Heisen was working on, and they could possibly do the experiment again and start this whole glitch thing all over again? It's a possibility. And my last and final question is, why did the story writers want to make Naya an orphan? I mean, they pretty much, she had the best of her world. She had three potentially three parents she had uh, james as her dad and sarah as her mother so they killed her they killed up sarah in seasons i think season two so then that left her with potentially two parents because james could have got with kate and they could have raised her together as parents something that they kind of talked about wanting to do but never got a chance to do but um according to Vic and some of the other alien entities, you know, Kate being around was not at all possible. So we know that the James and Kate parent relationship wasn't going to work out because Kate eventually had to die. So why kill off James? You know? But now like Naya is like a complete orphan raised by her grandparents with maybe a little uh visitation from Chris, you know, but other than that, I just don't see why they had to kill off all her parents, or all her potential parents. Another thing, another question, I know I said last question, but I was wondering, like, why did they decide to make James's character such a whiny baby? Like, in seasons one and two, he was such a strong, like, protector, like I gotta protect these people, I gotta keep them hidden to keep them safe. Um I'm gonna manipulate things and do things and, and you know, keep people on a need to know basis and keep people at an arm's distance and just wall up, you know, while harboring feelings for Kate. Like he had all these emotions and all these things going on with him. And then in season three it was like a complete like drop from that great writing to Him just being whiny, being an a-hole, you know, yelling at his parents about his child. I know he was stressed out because he didn't have anyone to turn to, but it just seems so out of character. I just wondering why the writers decided to do that. All in all, um, I feel like season three was a great wrap-up for seasons one and two. Um... I don't know if they rushed it into production because they knew it was the last season and they just wanted to get it out the way, but um, it is a good watch. It is a good ending. Um, I just wish that they had addressed a few things that I was concerned about. All in all, uh, story and writing, I feel like it was a lot weaker than seasons one and two, so I probably just I'll keep it short and sweet I feel like the story and writing would get a six you know wasn't the best wasn't the worst so it's just a little bit above average could have fixed a few things but all in all my rating is six um, visuals they they stay on par with their visuals they have this show has great visuals and uh, composition of shots and uh, lighting pretty spectacular Nothing, no glaring mistakes that I can see. So I'll give them this season visuals, uh, seven and a half. Production value, stayed on par with their production value. They were even, it looks like they got a little bit of more production financing because we were able to come out of that, the dome of Eurona and explore pieces of Melbourne and other locations within Australia, so it's like they upped their production value <laughs> it looked really good and I'm kind of interested to go visit Melbourne and see what they got going on but, so production value I'd say it's pretty good, better than seasons 1 and 2 because we got to explore more things so I give production value, bang for their buck I give them an 8 so, all in all, Glitch gets an overall rating for everything 7 rating of a seven and some change which is still pretty good i think that in my review seasons one and two they got an eight but seven still pretty good that's my review of glitch season three and i'll see you next time